How's everybody doing? My name is Sina Palavon and welcome to a special episode of the Talk Too Much podcast. First thing I want to say to all of you is happy Thanksgiving. I don't know if I really mean that, but nonetheless, I'm trying to be nice to everybody. The second thing I want to say to you is next week, the Sandbox Alpha release is coming. Yes, you heard it. The Sandbox virtual world is finally making itself public to us, the NFT space, to anybody that wants to explore this world. The alpha release will be on November 29th at 1 p.m. UTC, I think. Yes, you'll hear Mr. Marcus talk about this during the episode. Speaking of which, my guest for the week was the first ever Talk Too Much alumni, Marcus Blache. Marcus is the marketing director at the sandbox marcus has been deep in the trenches with the sandbox development over the last three years he was also a guest on my show i do believe he was episode 40 42 somewhere around there he came on my show back in may or june to talk about the sandbox and where this virtual world is headed back then the virtual world was supposed to debut to the public about a month after our interview um, and they pushed it back because they wanted to refine the product well here it is the sandbox is about to come out Land sales back at the beginning of the year was about 0.3 ETH. Now, land is about over an ETH, I do believe still. So land has skyrocketed. Land will continue to skyrocket. There's only 166,000 parcels of land in Sandbox. There will never be any more built. If you want to get in on NFTs, on the metaverse, if you want to invest and dabble a little bit into this new space, one of the most secure investments, by the way, this is not financial advice. This is simply speculation from an idiot like me. But one of the best financial NFTs, I'll just say, one of the best NFTs you can get is land, sandbox land. Because in my opinion, it's scarce, it's high utility, like it's land in the sandbox, and there's never going to be any more built. And everybody wants to build an experience on this land. And if not yet, they will in two years when NFTs and virtual worlds are even more mainstream. I am very excited for this episode for many reasons. I do believe everybody in the NFT space should be directed, should be directing their attention towards the sandbox. I believe the sandbox is without a doubt one of the best crypto slash NFT protocols. Why? Because it is literally a platform. It is a platform for anybody to express themselves. I'm going to repeat that one more time. The Sandbox Metaverse is a platform to any for anybody to express themselves however they want to. And I think that's important, whether you want to build a game, an experience, whether you want to monetize your land and sell items, like making an e-commerce store. There's, all, For example, maybe I want to air this podcast in the Sandbox, which is what I'm going to do eventually. Um, so everything, they're, they're building out experiences that are tailored to any type of creator, whether it's video production, you're an artist, whether you're, you just want to tell the history of your company on your land. There are so many uh, possible opportunities on these lands that you could play around with that it doesn't make sense to, to turn your head away from the sandbox. The sandbox, in, in my opinion, is uh, the virtual world, uh, the main virtual world, Somnium Space, Decentraland, Sandbox, Crypto Voxels. Out of those four first ones, Sandbox is by far to me the one I'm most interested in because of its beautiful voxel edits, its simplicity where anybody can learn box edit and create awesome creations and sell them on the marketplace for money. The Sandbox gives all of us opportunities, not these, these virtual worlds didn't before. Um, and I think they do it to a much simpler uh, degree that makes like it's an easier barrier for entry for us. And I also think that world is more beautiful. I, I've played Decentraland and I'm, I'm not dogging any product out there. I, I do f love Decentraland. I think it's its use case as being the first virtual world and, and there's a lot of big brands partnered with it. It's a great virtual world. But for me, Sandbox is a much more fun and seamless experience 
because to me, sandboxes, I also like the UI, the Vox edit, the, the graphics are to me way less laggy um, from the trailers I've seen than Decentraland. That was my problem with Decentraland was it was a little bit laggy and slow. I didn't like the graphics either. So for me, I think the sandbox is about to, until meta gets here, the sandbox is going to be a staple for what the metaverse should be. I think the sandbox is going to completely dominate. And I think uh, in 2022, everybody in the NFT space will have to, you know, acknowledge the sandbox. And I promise you guys this, the sandbox will play a big part for NFTs in 2022. I don't know what you guys can take that however you want. But the sandbox will play a big part um, in NFTs mass adoption in 2022. It is, as I said to you, uh, as we're writing chapter one of the NFT space, as I said to you guys last week, for me, it's infrastructure. It's these platforms. That's the next step. Platforms to use these NFTs in. That's the next step for 2022. And I really believe sandbox is going to be one of those leading platforms. Without further much ado, let's get into this episode. Let's hear all the details about the sandbox's alpha release. Let's hear what's inside Marcus's brain um, about this upcoming launch. And let's see what plans sandbox has for the future. Will it scale? Will it bring NFTs to mass adoption? Find out next. Um, let's get into it. The Graph is an indexing protocol used to query data from blockchains, player-to-player -player networks, or just storage networks like IPFS. Why is the Graph so important? No application can be built upon these networks without the Graph. Think about how long it would take to find one piece of data without the Graph. The Graph lets you index any blockchain, any storage network, any player-to-player -player network, and grab whatever piece of data you need to build the application you're building. The Graph also makes data an open market. You can signal your favorite subgraphs on the Graph's decentralized network to earn more GRT. That's right, data is an open market. You can earn more GRT by picking the right subgraphs. The Graph also has the Subgraph Studio, where you can actually create your own subgraph and publish it on the Graph's decentralized network. This means other indexers can come in and signal on your subgraph. Connect your wallet to the Graph's website and start signaling other subgraphs or publish your own subgraph today to earn more GRT. Developers, crypto investors, NFT collectors. Wherever you find yourself on the Web3 spectrum, the Graph is without a doubt one of the most vital protocols to your niche's success. Web3 marks the ushering in of a new technological era. What this means is that all data is stored and processed on open networks with verifiable integrity. And the Graph makes all this data accessible to you in a fast, easy, and secure manner. Visit thegraph.com or check out any of their social media pages to find out how you can play a role in their ecosystem. Ah, shit, wait. Give me a second. I'm going to remove my filter. Um, why is this so bright? How are you? Long time no see. Yeah, no it's talk. been a long time. You're the first alumni on the show. How are you? You guys are I, I did not know I was the I was the very first one. No, I honestly didn't plan on doing it till episode 100, but when I saw it, to be honest with you, Mr. Marcus, that sandbox news came out of nowhere. That shocked everyone. Like I was I thought this was happening quarter 1 2022 when I saw that I was like, "Wow, we need to, I got I got a text Marcus." You know, I'm here. I'm here for the alpha. Yes. Yes, I I'm very excited in any in every sense. But without further ado, I'm so excited for this yes. interview because this is where I'm going to be spending. I was looking for a place to spend my time, uh, whether it was Star Atlas, Axie Infinity, and I 
decided on Sandbox a long time ago. And the fact that it's here is I'm very, very excited. So to all my audience, Marcus is the marketing director at Sandbox. And I brought, in, brought him on the show because, as many of you know, the Sandbox Alpha is being released to the public next week. There will be Next 5, Monday 000, on the 29th. 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 Forgive me. There will be 5,000 passes, correct, that for 5,000 users to go explore the Sandbox's initial release and the public release, correct? Yes, and there's you're, many jumping, ways to... you're jumping straight in there. I am, I am. I'm going <laughs> no I'm gonna, to I'm gonna give the floor off to you, actually. I'm going to give the floor off to you. So, Mr. Marcus, before we get into the details, what are the details about next week's launch that we should know about? So, first of all, thank you for having me. <laughs> it's, a, it's a pleasure to be here. And as I said before, like, I did not know, um, we were talking about it before, I did not know that I was the very first uh, guest on here. So, it's, a, it's an honor for me to be back. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> it's a, No, no, it's cool. And it's, a, like, you know, I, I, watched your, I watched the other guests as well that you have on the show. Like, you had some, you had some good names there. I have a very big run to end the year off, and I'm, I'm excited. I, this was not planned. That's why I'm very excited for this episode. But yeah, thank you so much. No, no, it's cool. Like I saw who who was their artifact. You had like Matt. You had uh, you had all the you had all the big boys here on here. And okay. now, <laughs> sorry, now it's me. <laughs> so no, um, yeah. So let's let's talk business. So I, I said I'm gonna come here to talk to bring you the alpha. Um, so I'm uh, I'm working at the Sandbox. I'm the marketing director at the Sandbox, and uh, I am I'm right now. Heads over heels, uh, having a lack of sleep because I'm uh, like the full team is preparing the alpha of the sandbox, which is an important milestone for us because we're talking about this since uh, like the three years. We talk about the sandbox and uh, like this this virtual world that we're building and talking about NFTs before like all this madness that is going on. And uh, now now the day has come after um, after we know there have been delays and there have been some uh, some some hiccups along the way. But the date is finally here next Monday, the 29th of November at 1 p.m. UTC, um, the alpha will open. And how that's going to go down is that uh, yesterday we sent an email to everyone that has a um, Sandbox account registered saying, hey, you can, if you, if you own a piece of land, you can be one of the first to get access to the alpha. And um, there's two parts of the Sandbox alpha that I have to, like I maybe have to rewind a little bit. So there's a open alpha which means that anyone can download the client and can log into the alpha hub as well as three experiences. And there's going to be a closed alpha, which is going to have a total of 18 experiences uh, only accessible if you hold the alpha pass NFT. And the alpha pass NFT is essentially like like the name says, it's a pass that gives you access to all those experience, but also to um, some objectives to complete and uh, some quests to do. And if you complete the alpha pass objectives, you can earn up to three unique alpha NFTs and 1000 sand, which is our um, um, currency that you might be aware of. So that's very exciting because um, like 1000 sand is a lot of uh, tokens as um, like the last seven days in the last month uh, are showing. So it's, uh, it's, it's, it's very, it's like, it's very, very cool. Yes, actually, it's funny you say that, especially how the charts have been showing it recently. The sand has been, sand token has been going skyrocketing. But I wanted to ask you, you said there's two experiences. So first off, if I have land, I can explore one of the experiences, the smaller one, no matter what, or is there a raffle for it? 
if you have one land, essentially owning, being a landowner or owning, owning a piece of land grants you an access to a raffle. And uh, it's a bit like Gleam, you know, like the more lands you have, the higher your chances are. However, what, uh, what you have to keep in mind is that there's 5,000 passes in total and 1,000 will go to landowners first. So there's going to be 1,000 um, lucky landowners out of 15,000 that are um, that going to get an alpha pass before everyone else. So your chances are actually quite high because if you are a landowner, your chances, you're one in 15, so to speak, that can win an alpha pass, but one in 15,000 depending on the amount of lands you own. But if you are, if you want to, if you want to say like, hey, I don't want to have a land or like it's a land is too unattainable for me, then we're still going to do activities on our social channels, on Twitter, on Discord, and uh, giving everyone the chance to um, win a, uh, a, alpha, a alpha pass. And those are like activities like, hey, take a screenshot, um, maybe some quiz, maybe just like this post, retweet this. And uh, we want to get, give everyone or as many people as we can the chance to try the alpha. And uh, everyone can that can do that, but with the alpha pass, you get a little bit of more features. And what if I didn't sign up? What if I didn't sign up and make an account? Can I still make an account today or tomorrow and, and register for the al- for the raffle for the landowners before? Yes, you have time until I think even be- until like the 29th, two hours before like 11 a.m. UTC. I think is the date, but you have time. I would still do it now so you don't forget it. But the important part actually is that it's opt-in. So just being a landowner is not enough, but you have to opt-in. We've chosen this way because we did not, uh, we wanted to have an active, like someone that also logs in and tries the alpha and is part of the like the experience. And that's the like that's the reason why it's opt-in. So you, you, if you have an account, you've gotten an email. If you did not get an email, you can go on sandbox.game and you can get all the information on there. Okay, perfect. That's definitely what I'm going to be doing today. So let's let's actually get in, get into this because many people don't. Maybe many people label Sandbox as a virtual world or a game burst because of its unlimited like game experiences. So you mentioned that there's uh, two Sandbox Alpha releases: the, th- the the one with three experiences, the smaller one, and then one with eighteen experiences. I do believe that's for the Alpha Pass uh, owners, right? Correct. And they're both at the same time. So the Alpha will start for everyone on the 29th and everyone can log in, but a part of it is going to be gated for Alpha Pass holders only. Okay, so what, how did you guys choose these experiences and what more details can we learn from these experiences? Uh, actually, so later today, I don't know. I don't know when this goes live, but um, over the okay. next days leading up, okay. <laughs> so leading up to the alpha, we will um, give an overview of the experiences and show what is going to be available. Actually, if you go on the website right now and you can and you're logged in, you can see the um, the map and you can click on some of the experiences and learn when they're going to be available. And it's a mix of of multiplayer hubs, of single player experiences, of parkour, of something more fun. Um, and they have been created by um, by like by, by by creators, like by level designers, and it's uh, it's a selection of uh, of just showing the variety and the um, the different experiences that are possible in the sandbox. Because like uh, if you if you talk about the sandbox, it's like oh the sandbox is a game, but um, I honestly I disagree with it because the sandbox is a platform that where you can build games and you can build experiences and you can do so much more. And uh, we want to show that in the alpha. It's really for us important that we show like there's going to be a a single player part. There's going to be a multiplayer part. And uh, if you don't want to do that, just uh, you can hang out in the, in the alpha hub, which is 
our um, if you watched Ready Player One, if you've seen Ready Player One, it's like this oasis where you log in and there's all the people coming together. And there's a little museum. Um, there's some there's some things about the law of the sandbox. Like you can discover things and just log in. I actually interviewed Boomer. Uh, he's the head of the ah, land yes. vault. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he he so told me like he got a six by six plot exactly where right next to where you were talking about. That's kind of ingenious because yes. in three, four years when the sandbox is like fully adopted mainstream, that place is going to be one of the most known places in the sandbox. But I was going to talk to you. So these experiences for as the gaming industry goes forward, I'm, I think you and I kind of are on the same page in the sense of play to earn is getting bigger and bigger. What did you, is are there play to earn mechanics incorporated throughout these various experiences throughout Sandbox? Uh, in the future, definitely. If you talk about the alpha only, you can consider the alpha pass as a play to earn experience because you will have an NFT, which is the alpha pass. And by the way, the fact that it's an NFT also means that you can trade it or you can give it to your friend or you can put it on OpenSea or you can, like, it's an NFT. Like, that's the, that's the beauty of it. And um, so, and then in there, you have experiences where you say, like, hey, do this and then do like do this and then do that and at the end of it you get uh, nfts you get rewards you get sand which is like play to earn like you have fun you do something you engage with the platform and then at the end of it uh, you get uh, you get a reward for it and uh, it's not a it's not a small reward but a um, but a rather big one so uh, yeah so that's what i consider like the play to earn component of it so it's kind of like a, uh, back in the day when we used to play RuneScape and we do quests, but this time we're not just doing quests for free. We're going to get good. We're going to get money rewards through this alpha pass. Does this alpha pass also expire anytime soon or no? Uh, so yes, the alpha, so the alpha pass itself, it's going to be an NFT and there might be um, use cases for it in the future. So you might not want to sell it off at the end of it, but um, in terms of reward, it only can be used once to get a reward. So it's important. Actually, this is an important disclaimer that we're also going to put on the metadata. So the alpha is going to run from the 29th of November until the 20th of December. And on the 20th of December, you can claim your rewards and um, it's only going to be possible once per alpha pass. So be careful if someone comes to you on the 21st of December and says like, hey, with my alpha pass, you can claim. It might not be the case. So that's something uh, important to keep in mind. So you said, um, okay, so you just mentioned in the future play to earn as well. So does that mean as more experiences are built throughout the sandbox, these sing there's going to be singular experiences with singular play to earn mechanics within that individual experience as opposed to a quest as well so there's going to be for example i have a piece of land can i create a play to earn experience on my piece of land because sandbox is all creator uh, created by creators so can people themselves create their own play to earn mechanisms throughout the sandbox not in the alpha but in the future that will be possible so what we're going to do in the future like the alpha it's an it's an alpha like you, you have to keep that in mind as well like if you if you played video games and you played ever an alpha so there's going to be there's going to be bugs there's not going to be like a picture like a completely polished experience like it's an alpha end of the day and that's uh, what you have to have to keep in mind um but in the future as we're gonna like in put new features out there um, introduce new like gameplay elements we want to give the opportunity to anyone to create like uh, potentially an alpha pass or like a pass that gives play to earn experiences season passes anything like that so it's going to be possible in the future the alpha is the alpha like it gives you a glimpse into what we are building what we have been building over the last years and gives everyone the opportunity to log in and and like experience this uh, this metaverse that we're building
Does the beta come after the alpha? Out of curiosity, is that how it goes? Uh, so we're going to talk about this in the maybe the next time I'm on. Okay, that's fair. That I'll one definitely step, take that one step at a time. Yes, and that's what's actually leading me to my next question is. You guys have taken a much more calculated approach than uh, I don't want to compare you to anybody, but other, let's say, virtual worlds, whereas you didn't just release your product and throw it out there. You when you came on in May, you guys were supposed to release your alpha, but you guys really wanted to perfect it and take your time with it. And I remember you I saw a tweet uh, or a statement from Sebastian, and he said that <clears throat> we don't just want to put out a, a product where people play and leave. You know, if we put out a product, they need to come back. And when I saw that. I realized the real potential of the Sandbox's team behind it. So what took so long? Why did you guys, obviously, this is a much better and more refined product than it was about to be released back earlier in the year. But what took, what made you guys decide to take a much more strategic and calculated approach to this release? Well, it is, it is actually what, what Sebastian said. Like we had, a, we had an, like since, uh, since a year or even longer, we have an internal playable version of the, the sandbox that is uh, that we can log in, that we use to play. We do play tests on a weekly basis and we try the client. And um, we felt that back in May that the, the, just the level of quality was not up to the standard that we want to put out there. Like we, as you said, like we could have said, "Hey, it's an alpha, and you have a bad like you have a bad experience, and it's uh, like it's out there." And we say, "Like, hey, we want to fix it uh, over time," but that's not the way how we approach things. Like for us, it's uh, yes, we said a couple of times the alpha is going to come, and then we had to delay it in the last moment. But um, the reason was just it was like we 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 tried it, we played it, and there were there were bugs, and it was not something. Do we want to give this in the hands of hundreds of thousands of uh, players? And the answer was, no. We're going to polish it, and we're going to make sure that if we're going to put something out, it's uh, have a, <laughs> it's a, it's a good experience. And uh, this is like this is what's what's important for us. And this mantra you see as well in the like inside inside the team when you like the different all the different departments how they work and how it's going on and for us it's important that this like gets reflected to the outside that everything that we do is high quality and it's it's fun. So for me here, you know, no one likes to, there's there's a I, something I realized in life is everybody can win. Not there's not just one winner. And so but us as as consumers, we love to compare products. And for me, I'm I stand I'm loyal to the sandbox. I, I've always aligned with sandbox insomnium space. But for 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 the sandbox purpose, I really think the something that I, I'm very proud of how you guys are approaching is I feel like you took such a refined approach to this. Um, and I really also think, cause I've also played through other virtual worlds. So that's why I, I've, I was very like excited about the approach you guys took that made it take so long. Um, but before I, I, we even go into more of that, I wanted to ask you about your partnerships because throughout this whole year, us as consumers, we've watched all these various brands, gutter cat gang, uh, rumble Kong league, which by the way, I met your team, uh, NFT NYC, cool <laughs> people. Right, nice. Um, but every brand is going into, the sandbox. And for me, I was wondering, I wanted to ask you, why is that? Because since we've talked, all these partnerships since the first interview went into the sandbox, all the projects that have come out have declared we're building land in the sandbox, whether it's Gutter Cat Gang, World of Women, Rumble Kong League, you name it. Um, what can you attribute to that? By the way, why? we didn't make, like, Rumble Kong didn't make any statement before you. Uh... <laughs> okay, sorry, 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 sorry. Uh, yeah. What, what, oh yeah, yeah, that's, sorry, sorry. I, I always go too far with that. But I was going to ask you, <laughs> What, what, I guess, how did these brand partnerships come about and why do you think 
the sandbox has been the hub for all these NFT brands? I think when it, like you see the, like over the last month, you've seen the attention that the word metaverse is getting like online, like where you like, you have a, you have a, <laughs> you have a Mark who rebrands yeah. his company to meta and um, you uh, like, it's like, it's everywhere. Like the word metaverse is just, it's, it's all over the place and uh, brands are, are seeing this as well. And um, like what we are building is an engaging online platform. It's not a, it's not a game. It's not a, it's not a, like a social hub. It's, it's all of this. Like it gives you, like it gives anyone the freedom to express themselves in a decentralized manner. And that's what is our, like it's in our DNA. If you are brand A and you want to build a single player experience that is um, explaining the history of your company, you can do that. If you're another brand and you want to um, build a social hub where you can like host concerts, you can do that as well. Like we want to give the tool set that is just giving this whole like this 360 approach and we like I, I I don't know when I was on here the last time, but uh, like you see the how the the level of uh, like brands also of reach just increased. Like just two days ago, we announced a like that Adidas is coming into into the metaverse, which is which is huge, huge. And we have Snoop Dogg, we have Dead Mouse, we have The Walking Dead. It's um and all of those there are like there are specific uh, DNAs that have a, like that have a completely different approach from one another, and we are. I think very well positioned as the platform that can offer them the the tool set to talk to their audience, to also reach a new audience, and to build something that is that is a viable um, model when it comes to Web three presence to them. So, and uh, I don't want to compare us to any other like uh, platform out there, but you like each of them has like uh, has strengths and weaknesses and um we want to build something that is that is is fun that gives everyone the possibility to um to do whatever they want and uh, meet new people while they edit and have fun and uh, all of the brands that you mentioned before they are like they are building right now and they are like uh, they're having like they're having cool trailer like the gutter cat gang they have cool trailers and you see like what they what they put out there and you have uh, you have the, the, the cyber kongs who have like the whole um, um, collection built on VoxEdit, which is completely like it's crazy to see, and it's like we love it, and it's it's exactly what we want to have. But you see, like they have all different approach, and uh, we we can't wait that uh, the alpha is only the beginning, and over the next month and years, we're going to have like gradual, like there's going to be new experiences. There's going to be like the beta. There's going to be a release. There's going to be all those various experiences that the teams and brands are working on right now. And I don't like. I have not. I haven't. Unfortunately, I will do that afterwards. But I have not listened to the call with Boomer because, uh, like, I, I I appreciate him a lot, and he knows as well. And his team is very very busy, as he probably told you himself. And there's a like the the teams of um, metaverse builders, as we call them, which is our creators for hire that we also like propose to brands. They are like they're busy. They're they're booked out until um, I don't know when. So anyone that wants to get active or wants to get involved into web three i recommend them like learn voxedit learn game maker learn like get get creative and uh, offer your skills to um, to like to the community because that's like right now web three is in the building phase and um and the the demand is there and we have fifteen thousand landowners and not all of them know how to build an experience or build something on their land so 
Me being one like of this them. is a it's yes it's a, it's a blue ocean out there that if you know how to build something in Voxedit or Game Maker it's a, like it's it's gonna be a, like you're gonna find work. And I I 100 was I've been telling people at the gym this they were just like confused and say this NFT space is so big and I've recommended Voxedit because I've been I've learned taught myself Voxedit this year too I said get in on this and start learning start building. Uh, what's interesting about Boomers he said that to go piggyback off what you said he his goal for Landball is to develop one-tenth of the lands in Sandbox. That would be about 1680 around there, yeah. 1600. He's getting about 10 a week, 10 builds a week request. So what you just said is super true. Whereas if people, if you're looking for work, first mover advantage is a real thing in the Sandbox. Like you could be a digital construction company, a digital gallery, whatever your mind thinks of in the real world can be emulated in, in the virtual world. So you said something very, very, that caught my attention that kind of, is an umbrella as or a north star of what sandbox is really really doing and as you said the sandbox gives anyone the freedom to express themselves in any way they want through a game through a brand a podcast like this one and you just said you can buy a land as a company and tell the story of your company's history um my neighbors are for example care bear so i'm excited to see what they do uh, in, in the sandbox so what besides a game just like i was touching on what other experiences are available to creators? Like what other creators can get in this besides, you know, people that want to play games? But it's just about um, uh, to give you to give an example. Deadmau5, he wants to do like it's about concerts. It's about music experiences and um, like giving musicians all of the sudden the the possibility to express themselves in a digital world and this is like if you have a, if you're a musician and you do concerts then you are giving a concert for hundreds or thousands of people in the same location and then you go to the next city or the next location and you do the same and you you share this and it's it's a great experience and nothing gets close to seeing your favorite artist in a concert but um there is also the the possibility that um, all of a sudden you can do this digitally which uh, like for example in the sandbox all of a sudden you have a like you have possibilities to do things that you can't do in the physical world. Like, I don't know, maybe you, you turn into a giant and you walk around or there's like uh, explosions or there's like lights and uh, like it's the whole, um, the whole uh, like uh, tool set is at your disposal to design and to uh, give experiences like you could not in the real world. And um, this is only for musicians. And then you have art galleries where you can just all of a sudden you show something in a, like express yourself artistically as well, like not from through music, but through through imagery or through um, design that you have a three-dimensional world that you could use. Like we have a, we have an experience in the game maker that's called a Nosy in the Wild, which is from an Italian artist. She's um, like, she's expressing herself in the, like in the sandbox through a, a land, like an experience that she built. And, um, and but then also we're going to see there's going to be mini games. Like we saw someone in the Chinese community who rebuilt squid games and the mini games. And it's uh, like, uh, it's, 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 it's crazy to see what, uh, what creators do with the game maker tool, because like there's things that I don't even know they are possible. And then you see it's happening. Like we have the, um, we have a game jam that finished right now for The Walking Dead, where we got uh, like like literally hundreds of submissions, and there are like some of them in there that I've seen there. They're crazy. Like there's a first-person shooter um, that I have no idea that that did not know that that worked. So we're gonna like over the next weeks we have to skim through there and see what has been submitted. But it's gonna be a tough choice to choose a winner there. And, but this is also why we're doing game jams just to see also how far can the community push our tools and uh, also maybe show the team what is possible.
And uh, to, to get on to the Game Maker Fund, when we last spoke, you had to be part of the Game Maker Fund to sell your uh, items on the virtual store, Sandbox's Marketplace. Is that still the case? And you also said that it will one day in the future open up to everybody. Are you guys kind of uh, taking another strategic approach and waiting till the Sandbox gets more populated and gets more adopted? Uh, the main thing that we, so it's, um, we're not limited anymore to the Game Maker Fund. There's also some other um, members of the community that we've, um, that we've listed on the marketplace. Uh, however, Game Maker Fund, like I still recommend anyone that has a creative idea to go to, um, to fund.sandbox.game and uh, put your application there. But uh, we are still in a creation phase for the marketplace. The main reason for this is that we're not yet on layer two on Polygon. A couple of months ago, we announced that we're going to go to Polygon on layer two. And um, like earlier today, I had, a, I had a call about this to just really literally about this topic. And we are getting in a good position to advance here and have this live um, soon. And uh, once this is live and once everything is working, once we do some tweaks on the marketplace, we will be in, in a position where we can also open the marketplace to everyone. So uh, you just mentioned something that that's, I'm very interested in. That's layer two. Are you guys as the sandbox going to take a singular layer two approach and stick with Polygon? Or are you guys going to, uh, is there a possible way for the sandbox to be on every layer two, uh, all chains, or is that like not in the tech? Uh, I like, Literally, I don't know. I can't answer this question. Like technically, I can tell you that uh, we're working on Polygon for now, and then anything that goes beyond that, technically, Whatever it's going to okay. be a surprise for me as well. <laughs> okay, I, I I think that's big news for my guests because Polygon, as many of you may know, is a secure layer two where that you know there's no more gas fee. So using the sandbox is going to be very operable for the consumers. So now I wanted to kind of move on to. What happens after the alpha? Because you said the alpha ends on, on December 20th. Is the sandbox going to be closed for a period of time or are you guys going to stay open to the public after? Um, we're most likely going to close the alpha experiences. We will see what we're going to do with the hub and the experiences around. Maybe we're going to have some multiplayer hubs. Like a lot of it will depend on how the alpha launch will go next week because uh, it's uh, like it's an important milestone. There's a lot of people who will try to log in and who want to log in and try the, the game. So it will it will dictate a lot of our next steps as well and um, and show like what we've been working on. So I like we're going to the season will end on the 20th of December. What that means for the client and the, the experiences that are going to be available, we'll see. Um, we have some scenarios that we have to see how like how the alpha is going to uh, run and what is possible from a technical perspective. But um, of course, we want to give everyone the opportunity to continue logging into the sandbox and engaging with it. And you said at the beginning of this episode that you're very stressed out and you're like not stressed, but you have a lot of sleepless nights and a lot of work as you're preparing for the alpha release. So I guess my question is, like, what has that been like preparing for this release? And are you stressed out like about the release? Does it like weigh heavy on your mind? Or maybe not, uh, maybe not stressed out, but uh, like it's there's a lot going on and we have a, like we have a, um, a comparable small team when it comes to all our marketing and communication activity and there's 
there's a lot of uh, like a lot of new accounts, a lot of new users. The community is growing at a rough, rapid speed right now, and there are like a lot of different topics. We're talking about uh, we're talking about land sales, we're talking about the alpha, we're talking about partner integrations, the communications. There's the game maker fund. There's like uh, new patches, like voxedit updates, game maker updates. So there's a lot there's a lot of different topics that are ongoing, and we just have to juggle between them and make sure that not, like everything gets the attention that it's deserving and because there's a team behind it is working heavily on it and uh, that's what's like what is important for us that even if it's internally very very tiring and exhausting to the outside it should like it's it, it's polished it's quality it's it's perfect and um, yes it's uh, like we're anxious to release the alpha and see how what the feedback is going to be like but we're very confident in the product that have that we've been building over the last year like beyond one year and to get everyone's feedback on it and uh, this is something I, I want you to kind of go over really quickly for my audience I, I've, i'm sure a lot of people are going to watch this that haven't seen the first one what ways would you recommend? Because for me, the, the attractive part about the sandbox isn't just the multi-layer of experiences you're going to go through, the beautiful voxel edit design of the entire world. The you know I'm sure that I'll never, ever be able to explore every piece of land in the sandbox. There's just too many. So it's just a wide area. What money making, what, how, does some, how does a brand come in the sandbox and make money? Can we build, for example, can I uh, build an experience that serves as a passive income opportunity in the future? How how does that work for us consumers? Well, if you if you look at the example that I always bring up is that my background is in free to play, and free to play essentially means you get access to a content for free, and you decide if you want to spend something, if you enjoy it, or if you just continue to enjoying the content for free. Play to earn for me is the is the evolution of this because you can still access something access something for free, but then due to the time investment, you get a payout of it, which could be tokens, which could be NFTs, which could be something completely different. Maybe it's a, like a money can't buy experience that if you play a game, uh, uh, you complete a level, like the owner says, hey, you have a you have a Q&A with me. And this might be a, maybe it's a celebrity, maybe it's a brand. Like it's really, it's up to, it's up to each of the, like the designer to decide how he's going to use his land and what type of um, content is going to be available. So for this, it goes back to we want to give the tools that if someone like if you decide now hey i'm having this uh, this game experience and i i love it and it's really it's really working very well and i want to have avatars like an avatar drop or design nfts or uh, like equipment around it that i'm going to monetize on the marketplace then this is a this is a revenue stream for you because you create something that is being enjoyed by a community and if they enjoy it they spend money like they give you something for your time investment in building this but you could also say like hey this experience you can only access if you buy a ticket for it and this ticket is an nft that could be purchased on the marketplace so there's this as well um so end of the day it's completely up to you how you design it and how you approach this but um there's gonna be methods for you to to do a like a passive generate passive income which could also be unrelated to the game and you just say hey i have a i have a land and I don't know what to do with it, so I'm renting it out to someone, and he's uh, using this land, and you get uh, like a revenue share of the experience that is being hosted on it. So that's going to be possible as well. So it's um, like an all of this, and then going back to Voxedit, like if you if you create an asset that is being enjoyed by a lot of people and they will buy it, you will earn as well like 95% of the transaction fee um, of the transaction inside the the marketplace on the sandbox goes to you. Like we take a 5% transaction fee. 
out of which 50% go into the foundation, but the other 90, like the whole 95% go to you, the creator. And, and one more question before I move on to something else is, I last time I asked you this as well, will there be opportunities for brands such as myself to put up video MP4s in the sandbox or, or live streams such like that? Is that something that's going to be integrated into the sandbox as well? Yes, it's going to be possible. So right now, the first test for us is uh, is static 2D images from OpenSea. So if you have an image like a like an NFT or like a design on OpenSea and it's 2D static, you can put it already in a, in a frame in the sandbox and display it there through a gallery or something. Um, but in the future as well, you will be able to have um, videos, uh, live streams, uh, like animated GIFs, anything really. Well, now you guys know where my show will be airing live every week in the future. So I wanted to ask you this. I'm, we're almost done with this show. And there's something I have you on here. And I wanted to ask you this because you mentioned this earlier, Mark Zuckerberg and the meta release. And I didn't even want to ask you this. But when you mentioned, I was like, I have to ask Marcus because he's on a virtual world team. What are your thoughts about that release? And do you think that meta will be good for the virtual world slash metaverse community? Or do you think it will harm the decentralized virtual world slash metaverse community no because it's not a decentralized uh, world like it's a, it's an advertising platform that decided to do a rebrand and go in a different circle but end of the day they 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 continue to be an advertising company that is uh, branding themselves as meta so i don't think they they harm decentralization because they're not it like it's a it's a centralized company that is uh, like is run by a headquarter somewhere um down there and um for me it's uh, like they they will do something they will give a lot of exp like you see they like you're talking about it and everyone is talking about it so in terms of exposure like it's the biggest platform out there and it's it's massive but um we are like it helps us as well to get the word out of the sandbox and say like hey there like you might be interested in the metaverse but you don't like that it's run by a small group of people so we have an answer to this and it's um it's uh, actually i was in a in my previous uh, job i was in a in a similar situation because i was working on a, on a startup that was doing cloud gaming and it was before stadia and uh, playstation now and all of those went uh, like went out and we had the same situation that um, we had a small startup which had a like which had a, an mvp live that worked and uh, you had google like ignoring what became stadia now and uh, where cloud gaming is but um, we saw like just an impact on all our user numbers because you had a big name behind that gave it exposure just to the fact like hey we're doing something and it's what we're seeing in meta like if you go if you go on on coin market check or something um coin market cap uh, and you check the sand chart and you look when mark zuckerberg talked about meta like all the metaverse coins that went up and it's uh it's just showing you this because people are curious they want to learn more about it and they end up on the like decentralized path which is like what we believe in and i also love what you said there just because it, at the end of the day it's an advertising platform and it's primarily going to be looked at as an advertising platform and used as an advertising platform so people are for for are going to look for like genuine decentralized experiences and they're going to have they're not going to be able to look there they're going to look to other options i was going to ask you this because you mentioned ready player one do you feel like this is a possibility, what I'm about to say, that in a couple of years or 10 years, all these virtual world sandbox, Decentraland, Somnium Space, Meta, and there's going to be like a, a, a loading port that connects all of them, which will in turn makes the metaverse? Or do you think that each virtual world will be its own thing forever? Well, I hope 
there's going to be interoperability across all of the platforms but that's me hoping for it and uh, like just just because like one of those um companies is the biggest one right now or there's various large companies corporations that are working on a metaverse as they call it doesn't mean that in 10 5 10 years those are still the core companies that we talk about when it comes to the metaverse or when it comes to um, interoperability or shared experiences and uh, what do you mean uh, by interoperability it's um, it means that for example like it's what you said like it's this hub where everything is connected like it's those various uh, communities various hubs and um, it's like how i see it is that the best example for me is actually what what your crypto wallet is like your metamask wallet or whatever you use like it's your it's it's like your easy login on a website like you just use it and you connect to a website and all of a sudden like you can use all its functionality and it's a little bit like uh, it's a little bit a metaverse because you have all those websites dashboards that give functionality to um to your your metamask or to your digital wallet and i would love that in the future this is possible as well for example with um with an avatar that if i have a sandbox avatar and i want to play um i want to play a game that i could use this avatar in this game or that there's a functionality for me like it's interoperability is something that we strongly believe in for example um, the board ape yacht club like if you own a board ape you will get a avatar equivalent inside the sandbox that you can run around with so that the apes are only... giving them exactly no it's actually yeah, so, so together with the apes we're working right now on those avatars that um, you can show like it's not only a profile picture or it's not only a new wallet but it gives you utility inside the the, the metaverse and that you can run around with it and um, like it brings like nfts to the next level and i think we're only scratching the surface of what will be possible because like just holding a token or holding a specific asset like it, it gives you so much possibility because like the the respective platform only has to read the data of it which is all on the blockchain and then decides if they want to support that or not i hope that it's going to be as much linked as possible but um like the future will tell like we are positioning ourselves that we want to be very open and uh, we are the platform like that anyone can build something on and uh, have have fun but uh, i am i'm skeptical when it comes to like twitter facebook uh, building something where you can easily switch between uh, one or the other it's Big like tech. all walled gardens exactly like with walled gardens that they want you to stay in and uh, that's the opposite of what we're trying to build. That's actually a very great way to exp uh, to explain it. It's walled gardens that they want you to stay in. And to back off that interoperability topic, I know Vox Edit is different from Blender, like Somnium Spaces Design, but do you see a future where I can take my Vox Edit avatar in other virtual worlds that aren't voxelized or no? Because wouldn't that be true interoperability in a way? Yeah, but that's what I mean. Like, why not take my uh, voxel avatar and log into Somnium Space? And Somnium Space recognizes that it's an avatar or it's an NFT from the sandbox. So there is a equivalent that has been designed for the platform. And uh, I would I would love that, honestly, because uh, um, like this is, it gives you also the sense of uh, like bringing back on Ready Player One when you have uh, like those, those various models running next to each other and um like it goes a little bit in the same sense i would love that first personally like i want to have my my forever avatar that is my representation in the digital world and i don't want to select like in this this platform i'm 
I'm an orc in this platform. I'm a, like, I'm an elf. Like I want to have my virtual identity and this should be reflected in the platforms that I'm playing on as well. And this is, I think it's going to, it's going to happen. Um, but uh, yeah. And what's cool about Sandbox for everyone that Vox said it makes that possible for us to create our own virtual avatars. We don't have to go to a crazy blender school. You could actually do this in Vox edit. So Mr. Marcus, I would to end this episode, <clears throat> Land, when we first talked, so I know you don't care about prices that much. No one on these teams do they care about building. But land, just for my audience, was 0.34 ETH. Now it's skyrocketed to an ETH. And this goes back to what you were saying where you recommend people to get in now because first mover advantage is a thing. And you won't have this. this it won't be an easy uh, barrier of entry as easy as it is now in like five, four years. So what advice would you give to people um, considering uh, land, I guess, do you see that as land as a worthwhile investment, not financial advice whatsoever? I'm saying more so as an asset, as a as a, something with utility in the metaverse. And uh, where do you see, Sam, I asked you this question, but we're going to ask you once again to end the episode. Now that the alpha has been programmed to release next week, scheduled to release, where do you see the sandbox at the end of 2022? Uh, for the first question, if land is a is a good investment, like uh, do your do your own research. Um, I think land is a personally. I think land is a good investment because land is a scarce resource. There's only going to be uh, 166,000 of it, and there's a direct attachment to a sand equivalent or an ETH equivalent to it. Um, so. Do you like a check if that's something that you feel comfortable with? Because there's also different mindsets. Like a lot of people in the space, they prefer just to hold uh, coins. A lot of them, they might they see the potential in putting their um, the currency into like liquid NFT markets. And it's uh, like everyone should have their own strategy on it. And I won't like I, I don't go more into detail here. Um, when it comes to the sandbox in a year, it's uh, I'm I'm looking forward to have a to have a platform that is much like much further because the, in terms of experiences right now, we talk about 18 experiences that we're going to give to the alpha, but uh, there are 166,000 lands out there. So I want to see, like, I want to tackle this number and get this experience number as close to 166,000 as we can get in a year. And um, with like fun experiences, with game jams, with uh, like brands that are going to reveal their first experiences, all of those um, uh, concerts, everything around. And um, like, this is what I'm looking forward for for the next 12 months. And if that were to happen, Sandbox would be, in my opinion, the largest game verse slash experience verse, whatever you guys want to label it as in human history, because Facebook's had users, has way more users, but they didn't participate in experiences like these. And that's, I think, the important part to uh, say. I am very excited for the Sandbox Alpha release next week. This is what I'm going to be preparing for all weekend. This is what I'm going to be doing next week. I'm really, really hoping I get an Alpha Pass. But with my luck, it never happens. So, but yeah, we'll just put, throw these up. Mr. Marcus, thank you so much for joining me on the show. The episode will be out later today. I will once again bother you and the Sandbox account for the next three days with my marketing. Anytime. I apologize. Just how I am. Thank you so much for coming on. And I will probably bother you in another six months for another episode. Yes, everyone follow <laughs> on Twitter, the Sandbox game. Go on sandbox.game on your browser. Follow direct. That's me. And, and RumbleCon. Uh, and RumbleCon. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I'm here to talk about the sandbox, okay? But thank you for the uh, for the for the push. And uh, no, let's uh, let's let's see each other in the in the Alpha Hub next week and uh, have a oh, good yeah. time. Like that's uh, oh, yeah. yeah.
Thank you so much, Mr. Marcus. And I hope you have a safe day. Episode will be out later today, hopefully, Thank or you. tomorrow.